0: The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the most stunning loss for each team in the American Athletic Conference. The American Athletic Conference, the AAC, is jam-packed with teams that are more than rich in the college football history. It's a history that includes dynasties and legendary coaches, rivalries, and players that have come to define the game. So today, in alphabetical order, we turn to each one of the teams currently residing in the AAC and discuss what we consider the program's most stunning loss in the team's storied history. In alphabetical order... Here we go. Cincinnati Bearcats, most stunning loss. Florida 51, Cincinnati 24, January 1st, 2010, the Sugar Bowl. Number four, Cincinnati entered the game 12-0 and entertained visions of an undefeated untied season. Number five, Florida was 12-1. Florida jumped out early as Gator quarterback Tim Tebow completed his first 12 passes of the game, and Florida led 30-3 at halftime. That day, Tim Tebow threw for 533 yards, as the Gators never looked back to derail that perfect season for the Bearcats. Connecticut Huskies' most stunning loss, Boston College 51, Connecticut 13, November twenty-fourth, 1928. In the last game of the season, Connecticut entered the game 4-0-3, four wins, no losses, three ties, with dreams of an undefeated, unscored-upon season. The Aggies, now called the Huskies, had dreams of more than just an undefeated season, for had Yukon UConn shut out the Eagles, the Aggies would have been unscored upon the entire season. Boston College entered the game 8-0. This was a classic clash of the heavyweights between the only two undefeated teams in the East. Playing at Boston College early in the games, the Huskies set the tone, but it was the wrong tone. The Aggies were driving, but they fumbled on a 31-yard line. Boston College picked up the loose ball and returned at 69 yards for a touchdown. And quickly, UConn allowed their first points all season. What followed was a defensive meltdown. After the ensuing kickoff, the UConn quarterback fumbled and a five-yard Boston College touchdown pass, and now UConn trailed 14 to nothing. Then what followed was a 70-yard touchdown run by Boston College, a 45-yard touchdown, and the game was out of reach. UConn surrendered 51 points, and it derailed any hopes that undefeated and unscored upon season. East Carolina Pirates' most stunning loss. Illinois 38, East Carolina 31, August 31st, 1991. On the opening day of the 1991 season, the Pirates were 12 and a half points underdog to Illinois. Now playing at Illinois, the Pirates fell behind 38 to 10. In a furious comeback, they scored 21 answered points to cut the lead to 38 to 31 with a little over a minute and a half left in the game. They tried an onside kick and they recovered it at their own 46-yard line. But an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty moved ball back to the 31-yard line. They failed to convert a first down, and the loss was the only blemish on their schedule that season. The Pirates would go on to run the table, winning 11 straight games to close out the season and finish 11-1, number nine in the final AP poll. That loss derailed any hopes of that undefeated season and a major bowl berth for East Carolina. The Illini would go on to finish 6-6. Houston Cougars' most stunning loss, Notre Dame 35, Houston 34, January 1st, 1979. The game matched 10th-ranked Notre Dame, 8-3, against 9th-ranked Houston, 9-2. Houston led 34-12 with seven and a half minutes remaining. That's when Notre Dame quarterback Joe Montana led a furious 23-point rally for the Irish win. But see, there's more to tell you here. The game was played in a blistering cold weather, 24 degrees, mixed with 30-mile-per-hour winds that made for a sub-zero wind chill factor. It was cold. With 30 seconds left in the game, Houston faced a fourth and one in their own 29-yard line, and instead of punting to give Montana one more shot, they went for it and were stopped. On the game's last play, Montana hit Chris Haynes for the Irish win and the Houston loss. Memphis Tigers' most stunning loss. Arkansas State, 26, Memphis, 23, October fourteenth, two 2006. Memphis was 1-4, but they were riding a 10-game winning streak over their rival, Arkansas State, who entered the game 3-2. and two. Playing at home at Memphis, in front of over 31,000 fans, Arkansas State jumped out early on their rival, taking a 17-6 lead in the halftime. But in the second half, Memphis staged a comeback to cut the lead to 20-16 to late in the fourth quarter. And then that's when things got interesting. With just under seven minutes remaining in the game, Memphis had the ball at the Arkansas 37-yard line. Memphis ran a flea flicker, and a Ryan Scott to Joseph Doss touchdown strike put Memphis up 23-20. Now, Arkansas State had the ball, and on their next possession, with a little over four minutes left in the game, an intercepted pass gave the ball back to Memphis, but Memphis could not convert. And Arkansas State had one last chance, and here is what happened. With six seconds left in the game, Arkansas had the ball at their own 47-yard line, one play left in the game. Arkansas State quarterback Corey Leonard threw a Hail Mary into the end zone. Patrick Higgins, surrounded by a sea of Memphis players, jumped into the air and caught the Hail Mary pass, to propel the stunning, miraculous loss for the Tigers. Navy midshipmen, most stunning loss. Army 32, Navy 13, December 1st, 1945. This was a battle of number one versus number two. Number one Army entered the game 8-0, the defending national champion, and would go on to lead the nation in both scoring 46 points per game and scoring defense 5 points per game. Number two Navy entered the game 7-0-1 and had not allowed a team to score more than seven points all season. But Army jumped down to a 20-0 first quarter lead and never looked back to secure the win and the national championship. SMU Mustang's most stunning loss. Well, this one's not even close. BYU 46, SMU 45, December 19, 1980. SMU lost a comeback for the ages, and one can make a tangible argument it was the greatest comeback in college football history. SMU entered the game eight and three and were led by the Pony Express, the famed running backs of Eric Dickerson and Craig James. BYU entered the game eleven and one, and that means they had quarterback Jim McMahon. The powerful Pony Express stormed out of the gates like thoroughbreds, and SMU was in complete command, forty-five to twenty-five, with just over two and a half minutes left in the game. Now follow this: BYU then scored a touchdown. They try an onside kick. They recover it. BYU then scores a second touchdowns on a Scott Phillips run. They then try a second onside kick, but that failed. And after three downs, SMU punts. BYU blocked the punt and had the ball on the SMU 41-yard line with 13 seconds left to play. BYU quarterback Jim McMahon threw two incomplete passes. With one play left in the game, McMahon takes the snap, hurls the ball downfield to tight end Clay Brown, who leaps between two defenses and catches the last second 41-yard touchdown reception there were zeros on the clock when place kicker Kurt Gunther kicked the extra point to secure what may have been the greatest comeback of all time. South Florida Bulls, most stunning loss. UCF 49, USF 42, November 24th, 2017. Number 22, South Florida entered the game 9-1. Number 13, UCF entered the game 10-0 and had dreams of an undefeated untied season. This was the first time the war of the I-4 rivals had both been played when both teams were ranked, and this proved to be a wildly crazy game. UCF went up 21-7 in the first quarter, but in a high-scoring affair by the end of the third quarter, USF led 34-28. But as the ebb and flow continued, UCF regained the lead with 2 minutes 21 seconds remaining in the game, 42-34 to on a 23-yard touchdown pass from McKenzie Milton to Otis Anderson. But on USF's next possession, The explosive fireworks actually cranked up another notch. And here is what happened. USF had the ball on their own 17-yard line with just under two minutes to play, down by one score, 42 to 34. Quinton Flowers hit a wide-open Darnell Solomon on an 83-yard touchdown pass to cut the lead to 42 to 40. And as there was 141 left to play in the game, the Bulls, well, they opted for the two-point conversion. Quinton Flowers hit Dearness Johnson for a two-point conversion to tie the game at 42. The Bulls kicked off to the Knights' dangerous return man, Mike Hughes, who fielded the kickoff at his own five-yard line and raced to the 35-yard line, where he made a cut. He switched direction and then outran the USF kickoff coverage as the stunned announcer announced, do you believe it, for a spectacular 95-yard kickoff return to secure the undefeated season for the Knights. The Knights would go on to win the conference title, their bowl game, go 13-0, marking our historic turnaround for a program, that two years earlier was winless as the Knights went from 0-12 to 13-0 in two seasons. Temple Owl's most stunning loss. Lane 20, Temple 14, January 1st, 1935, the Sugar Bowl. This is how you have an inaugural bowl game. You have an instant classic. In the first Sugar Bowl ever played, number three Temple, who was coached by legendary coach Pop Warner, entered the game 7-0-1. With aspirations of an undefeated season and a possible national championship. Number 13, Tulane, entered the game 9 and 1. In a game filled with sensational plays with over 28,000 in attendance, Tulane fumbled at their own 10 yard line. Temple's Glenn Fry, seven yard touchdown pass to Danny Tester, scored the first touchdown in Sugar Bowl history and put Temple up 7 0. In the second quarter, Temple fumbled again at their own 18 yard line. Temple's Dave Schmuckler, who is to play all 60 minutes in the game from the two yard line launches himself over the goal line to put Temple up 14 to nothing. The Owls actually now led 14 to nothing, having 28 yards in total offense. On the ensuing kickoff, Tulane's Johnny McDonald took the ball near the sideline in his own 10, ran three yards, and as the Owls converged on him, he lateraled five yards behind him to Claude Little Monk Simmons, who is now at the 15 yard line, running in stride. Little Monk nearly went out of bounds as he dashed around stunned Owl defenders. And then, well, bam, he was off to the races, scampering 85 yards for touchdown. The floodgates then opened in the second half. Late in the third quarter, an incredible 28-yard run by Tulane's Bucky Bryan set up a pass from Bryan to Hardy, who leapt between two Owl defenders for the game-tying touchdown. In the fourth quarter, Tulane took the lead for good on a 43-yard touchdown pass. Tulane had stormed back, scoring 20 unanswered points to secure the stunning victory and end any hopes of an undefeated season and a national championship in an instant classic. Tulane Green Wave, most stunning loss. USC 21, Tulane 12, January 1st, 1932, the Rose Bowl. With dreams of a national championship, coach Bernie Bierman's Tulane Green Wave entered the game 11-0. USC entered the game 9-1, playing in front of over 83,000 fans in the Rose Bowl, USC took a 7-0 lead in the halftime. Then in the third quarter, USC's Hall of Fame halfback, Ernie Pinkert, who up to that point made his reputation as a phenomenal blacking back, took over. At the 28-yard line, USC handed off to Pickard, who reversed field and ran it for a 28-yard touchdown. On the ensuing possession, Tulane fumbled, and Pickert recovered up the fumble for the Trojans, and three plays later, Pinkert again scored. Scoring two touchdowns in less than a minute to increase the lead to twenty-one to nothing, and erase Tulane's dream of a perfect season and a national championship. Tulsa Golden Hurricane most stunning loss. Tennessee fourteen, Tulsa seven. January first, nineteen forty-three. The Sugar Bowl. Number four Tulsa entered the game ten and zero, had outscored its opponents by a combined score of three hundred and forty-three to thirty-two, and the closest game was a thirty-three to nineteen defeat of Creighton. Number seven Tennessee entered the game eight one and one. In a tightly contested first quarter, Tulsa's Glenn Dobbs punted the ball 76 yards. Tennessee knew they had to return punts that day or Dobbs would keep them pinned back all day long. Well, Tennessee began to return punts, an alarming 17.5 yards per punt return, and took a 14-7 lead. Late in the fourth quarter, Tulsa drove to the Tennessee 13-yard line, but Tennessee intercepted the pass to secure the stunning upset. UCF Knights, most stunning loss. LSU 40 UCF 32 January 1st 2019 the Fiesta Bowl number seven UCF entered the game 12-0 they were undefeated untied riding a 25 game winning streak in quest of a perfect season but UCF was playing without Mackenzie Milton who was injured on a severe leg injury suffered in the regular season finale against USF number 11 LSU entered the game nine and two with 639 left in the first quarter Brandon Moore streaked down the sideline for a 93-yard pick six, and UCF had jumped out to a 14-3 lead. But LSU fought back behind quarterback Jim Burrow to take a 24-21 lead into halftime. Down 40-24, with a little under two and a half minutes remaining in the game, UCF scored on a two-yard touchdown run by Tage McAllen to cut the lead to 40-32. Now down by only one score, UCF executed that onside kick and nearly recovered it coming within inches actually, but LSU got the ball back and UCF's time dwindled out that day. With 19 seconds remaining, an LSU interception closed the door for any hopes of that second straight perfect season for UCF. Well, there you have it. One opinion as to the most stunning loss for every team in the AAC. Now you may be thinking, hey, you left out this game, you left out that game, but maybe, just maybe, we included some games you would consider worthy as to the most stunning loss for each of the programs in the AAC. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.